Okay. Good evening. Welcome to Karl Marx Dust Washing Up, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense and the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic micro meals. Uh, which is around 21 minutes. It is indeed. I'm Shaitali. And I'm going to ask Sam. And today, actually, today is my parents' 34th wedding anniversary. No We've been married for 34 years. And obviously, actually, I, wait, you know, once I, I just realized this the other day, I don't actually know the name of your parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's disgusting. So my father's name is Sunil, which means sunshine. And my mum's name is Varsha, which means rain. So oh, like, yeah, oh my god, sunshine and rain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Wait, my name means sun as well. Really? Well, light of the sun. Yeah. Light. No wonder you're so egotistical. Yeah, Just yeah. the light of the sun. Yeah, what about the, the darkness sun. of the sun? What do you mean darkness of the sun? Yeah, so why does it... What's the light of the sun? Huh? As in that which emanates from the sun, not the sun itself. Ah. Oh, just the rays. I think it probably does mean sun. Yeah. <laughs> but also, not sun as in... Um, the sun. The sun, just sun as in I'm the sun. <laughs> and you are what emanates from yeah, that yeah. sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad's name means father. You know. Really? And your no, mum's name means mother? No, no, no. Sister. <laughs> Wait, okay. So no, I'm Vash... Sunil and Vasha. 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 Do you yeah. know my parents' name? No, but I don't care. Yeah. No, what, what are your parents' names? No, it's names? true. Um, <laughs> Nina and Nora. Nina and Nora? Yeah. But they didn't name you beginning with Nora, N? Nora Din and Nina, but she's also called Nafisa. I don't really understand. And they didn't name you beginning with N? Because you could have been like a family of Ns? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Ilias Dash, Nordin Jr. <laughs> Ilias is just your pseudonym. My full name is Ilias Nordin Abdullah Ali Kasa. <laughs> Okay. I did not know that. Do you want me to start calling you Nudin... What is it? Nudinola? Yeah. Nudinola? Nudin... Ilyas Nudin Abdullah Ali Kassar. Sir, actually. Sir, Ilyas Nudin Okay, anyway, go, go with your story. So anyway, so it's their 34th wedding anniversary. Uh, and obviously I ring them to say congratulations. Blah, blah, blah. Pop home for dinner later or whatever. And obviously my mum is like, you know, thank you. But also, when are you getting married? And I'm like, uh... I don't know. Obviously, really. she didn't say thank you. She didn't, she didn't even say thank you. She just said, when are you getting married? <laughs> and then, obviously, they made some joke about how you get shorter in prison or whatever. It's been a very long time they've been married. But they were Wait, like... you get what? Shorter? Shorter time for murdering someone than 34 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been yeah, yeah. a generic joke. And then they were like, you know, when are you getting married? And I was like, Mum, why are you so obsessed with me getting married? And it turns out that they think I'm lonely. And that's why they're so keen for me to get married, because they're like, you know, you're lonely. I'm like, I don't think I am lonely. Uh, and then I was like, why do you think I'm lonely? And they were just saying, because you don't have that person to have a connection with. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, but I was like, what about Ilias? I've got this connection with Ilias. Do they know we have a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've only listened to that first episode. And my mum was like, this is nonsense. This is nonsense. Yeah. Um, but that's, so I thought that was really fascinating. So like, what is loneliness? Well, I think it's interesting that we yeah. just, we just certain, there were just certain aesthetics that, that we seem to, that we, yeah. that we associate with internal realities. Because you could be lonely and be married, right? Yeah, you yeah. could be lonely when, like, um, yeah, if you're married and you can be, like, unlonely together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It was interesting because we went to that discussion on, uh, is art lonely? Yeah. With Filippo. And yeah. um, it's, I don't know, I spoke to somebody else about this as well. And they're saying, like, you know, this idea of showing art. When you show your work, it... Uh, it doesn't become it be- lonely. Yeah, it becomes not lonely. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, I actually find that the loneliest part of art is actually showing it. Why? Because everyone judges it. I don't know. I feel like there's... So when I'm at home alone and I'm painting, I'm just... I'm alone, but I'm just completely, like, completely happy. Yeah. Like, and I'm just, like, totally in my own... And you're content. Content. I'm, yeah. 
But then when I like show the work or go to it, like put it in an exhibition or something like that, then there's, I feel maybe, um, I don't know, in the context of the industry or something. Yeah, yeah. you feel... I feel maybe sometimes isolated or like uh, sometimes there's so much like strange pretension around things. Yeah. And, and I sometimes go home feeling a bit like disillusioned or lonely about something. So but I never get that at home, really. When so, I'm so there's two things there. So do you think loneliness is just uh, an absence of being content? No. And is the reason why you're not lonely because you're in a home. It's isolation. It's to do with some isolation. No, but that's solitude. Solitude is isolation, right? No, no. Well, no. It's, no, isolation meaning like uh, uh, there's a disconnection between you and something else. Like, but um, so, do so you, you, feel, uh, you feel contained within something, like isolated from something else. So but is it because... So at home... You're just surrounded by your work and you feel you don't feel lonely in that moment. But do you I'm feel really lonely? Connected in that. You feel really connected. Yeah, to myself and to some sort of like spiritual force. So you're not lonely because you're connected to yourself. Whereas when you go out and you show the work, do you feel disconnected from yourself or disconnected from the other people in the room? Both. Both. Not to the same I don't feel as connected to the same degree that I do when I'm making the work. And something about that feels kind of feels kind of lonely. lonely yeah. Um no, what, don't you, you, you don't agree with this uh, sort of definition of loneliness? Like, well, what is your definition? This definition, this like, feeling of disconnection. Yeah, like isolated from... Yeah, I know, no, so, it's, so you have this kind of... Um, no, I know what you mean. And I feel like, you know, there are times, times when we'll go out to dinner and maybe there's a bunch of people we don't know and then maybe we can feel like we're on the periphery of the conversation and maybe that is quite isolating and maybe we do feel a bit lonely in that moment due to that disconnection. Yeah. But I think in the context of art, why would showing your work make you feel more lonely than when you created? Well, it's not. It's just, yeah, because, I don't know, also maybe the process of making is so grand or, like, so, like, intense and powerful that yeah, you kind of assume that the sort of the art world, like, kind of is an embodiment of that or a yeah, manifestation yeah, yeah, yeah. of that idea. Oh, then and maybe, it's really not. It's maybe just that tension between those two. Yeah, that's very true. But then also maybe you've set the expectations too high and then that leads to some discontentment rather than a disconnection. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But, um, but I mean, it doesn't like whether it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be in the art context at all. But just this idea of being, um, I feel like you can be in solitude and connected to yourself yeah, that's very or true. connected to something else and you can be with other people and disconnected from them. But so even there's definitely are... a sense of but if you are connected to yourself yeah. and to yourself only, is that loneliness? No, that's like solitude. That could be a sense of solitude, right? Maybe if you're around other people and you're only experiencing that, then that's loneliness. Then maybe we're getting yeah, maybe too caught up. Sudden, yeah. But maybe we're getting too caught up in semantics. Maybe there is there is advantages to loneliness, though, as well as yeah, disadvantages, yeah. though. Well, for me, for me, when it's, you say solitude, for me, solitude is like a communion with the nothingness. Yeah. Yeah, okay, right. I agree with that. Right. So it's not an actual, it's not actually an aloneness. No, it's, solitude seems it's, quite... It's a form of communion, but it's yeah. a communion with Winning. something less tangible. Yeah, and, but also it's active. I feel like you're actively partaking in that communion, right? Whereas loneliness feels less active. Loneliness is maybe something you don't choose to do. Yeah, but you don't, you don't necessarily choose to be connected to somebody or feel connected to something. No, but that's true, but I mean... You just they, feel it. 
Yeah, that's true. But a lot of times we, we take steps to feel it. Like we meditate or we take ourselves away from the world to, make, to try and feel this connection. Yeah, but sometimes you just meet somebody and you have that amazing connection. And sometimes you just meet them and you just don't. You have that sort of... Yeah, but even meeting someone, but that's not a connection with nothingness. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same sort of thing. In certain moments you feel connected to some yeah. like ethereal force and some moments you just don't. Sometimes you try and you don't succeed. Sometimes you don't try and you do succeed. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, you were saying... But I feel like I can't say any of this to my mother. Like, you know, she's like, I think you're lonely. I can't be like, mum, I'm not Yeah, but there. there's nothing on our podcast you can say to your mum. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're looking about things to say to your mum, you don't go to a car market as a washing up for a source. As a source. Yeah, but if I'm not making this podcast for my mother, who am I? Oh, I'm making it for myself. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. are your mother, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, so if you're, so your mum says, I think you're lonely. Yeah. Uh, so your response is, the aesthetics of loneliness <laughs> do not reflect the internal reality of what is lonely. Yes, exactly. But I was trying to get to the crux of what is loneliness. Yeah, so that isolation, that sense of like, uh, and I think it's the thing we fear the most out of everything. I don't think that's true. You think we fear loneliness? No, as a society. Okay. Oh, so that's why people make bad decisions and end up with people they maybe shouldn't be with. Yeah, out of a fear of loneliness? I think a lot. Yeah, a lot but what it. is that fear, though? Is it a fear of being by yourself? Um, it, or might, just... it might actually be governed by a fear of something else, a fear of death or something. Or a fear of no one remembering you? Or having to stare at the abyss. Oh. Stare at the emptiness of life. But life isn't that empty if you're just by yourself. Or is it? Is the whole point no, of no, life I am, to... Yeah, but I think that's the, the kind of... The, it, like, the true fabric of reality scares people. And when they're with other people, they don't need to look at it. And when you're alone, you kind of force to do so. But then, and if you spend enough time alone, you look at the fabric and you might realize that the fabric is... <laughs> or you might think the opposite, right? You yeah. might uh, fall into depression and realize that it's not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then having said that, so like... But it's not that... But, but in, then you're... Go on. No, but in, like, ancient civilization, it made sense to partner up with someone. But do you think in today's society, we still still fear loneliness? Like, it made sense to have somebody there for protection. Yeah. And I don't mean just, like, a man and a female. I mean just, a, like, in a collective. There would be a lot of you, wouldn't they? Yeah, but I still think that makes sense. Like, I think we, we value community because there's, like, a, a socializing, there's a... You know, there's and a bond, still, there's a warmth, yeah. there's a sense of love. There is, like, there's still, like, you know, even though we live in quite a sort of nice, you know, civilized reality. Yeah, there still is that, from, yeah, yeah. You know, and also, we still, do, we, we still do ostracize those of us who are outcasts, right? We still do ostracize outcasts. We still do, like, people yeah. who think very differently to society are pushed to the edges of so society. So they need their own community. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Um, well, yeah, um, but I do think that, you know, also having just someone, you know, or like this idea of, you know, a marriage or something, firstly, like children. Yeah, yeah, I think it's true. like, it's not like, children aren't obsolete. Yeah, yeah, that... <laughs> not, not yet. And I suppose um, you could never really truly be lonely if you've got a child there. I think you can. I think you can, I think you, I think we can find a way to be lonely with anything. 
Really? Yeah. We can like we can find a way to be scared about anything. We can find a way to Yeah, that's very true. So how do you rationalize loneliness when you're surrounded by people? Like and I know it's isolation and I know it's that's this that level of disconnection. How do we overcome that? Um well I think just I mean my answer to all this stuff is just like meditate. <laughs> um or just like look at things, like calm yourself and stare things, like what pay attention you? to things and like, you know, like notice their forms and their being and um hey, because it was cool. Well, because I think like a lot of what makes us lonely is we have the blockade blockades and some of them are mental blocks that just like isolate us. A lot of those blocks are based on fear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and then we have just this idea of like, you know, not being connected. If you like sit still and relax and, you know, meditate and let the thoughts kind of, you know, dissolve or like dissolve your attachment towards those thoughts then you start to see like holes within them and you can glare out into the the life beyond them and when you glare out into the life beyond them you see other people you see everything and you can connect to those sort of things and that's still the same when you're alone um if you do that process when you're alone then you feel like a communion with the nothing rather than isolation from reality and the people you, so you know how we're saying like, so I do agree with actually all of that, and I think I think a lot of it's also easier said than done, especially if you're stuck yeah, in that negative sure. space where you think you are lonely and isolated. But you know how we think we're in a constant state of flux. Do you think the same thing applies with loneliness? Well, yeah. like, do we alternate between loneliness, like connected and disconnected, connected and disconnected, and also how aware of, of it are we? Are you only aware of it in its peaks? Like, you know, when you're creating art, that's when it's like a peak moment of connection. Like, are you aware of it normally, if it was just a normal level of connection? Yeah, no, it comes and goes and, and it flows. And I think, I mean, that's like kind of the premise of a lot of meditation is to just actually connect to that sort of yeah, that, very true. that transience and understand. And then when you, when you do meditate and, um, you know, pay attention to the fact that everything's in flux, then you can't be too upset with the loneliness. Because you don't get, you don't have this idea, it's like, I am lonely. Um, or like, you don't identify with the notion of loneliness because the loneliness itself will dissolve into something else, right? Yeah. So no feeling, whatever it is, it's, will really last for too long. Yeah, it's all transient, right? It's all transient. It's only when we identify with the feeling and then project it back onto ourselves. That's when it lasts too long. Yeah. And then, and then the worst is when we actually build it into the architecture of ourselves. And then it sort of... Then you can like constantly associate things with like shy is lonely, shy is lonely, shy is yeah, lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, it's just constantly something. Yeah, and then somehow you've got like four wives and you're still lonely. <laughs> and your mum but your mum is happy, so then everything's good. Then everything's good. But then actually, so this is so I feel like I'm very happy, but I don't know if I've just projected that feeling back onto myself and now I'm stuck in this loop where I am just constantly happy and I'm not acknowledging anything bad that happens. Yeah, it's weird when you say it like that, it doesn't seem like there's a problem. Yeah, but it's no different to the loneliness, right? It's exactly the same flawed logic as saying that I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely. Saying I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy is still the same flawed logic. I'm just still projecting that state of happiness onto me. Yeah, but so, but when you say I'm happy, mm. you're talking about like how you feel in this general moment, or are you just saying as a person? Both. No, no, so it was how I felt in that general, it's how I felt in that general moment, but I projected it onto myself now, so now 
that's how I feel as a person. I'm just a happy person. I mean, I guess that's kind of great, no? I mean, it is great, but it also leads to this level of ego. It also leads to the fact that maybe I don't recognize anything negative around me at the moment. Yeah, but also that... Um, Walking around with like a bit of a strut. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, 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 just like this happy man. Yeah, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like maybe sometimes you don't know how to sit and just like just feel like your happiness might be dependent on something else, on this constant movement. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what? So right? I'm constantly moving. So your, your happiness is, is not um, just this general happiness. It's actually like predicated on certain conditions. So... It, yeah, exactly, and it's proven. And providing you yeah. maintain those conditions, you'll be happy. Yeah, but is that necessarily a bad way to live my life? No, but those conditions will inevitably change. Yeah, that's true. But what if the condition is simply that I keep moving? Yeah, but what happens if you, like, first in old age, you're not going to be able to move that much. Yeah. But what happens <laughs> if you lose a leg or something? Or... I don't mean moving okay. in a state of static. I don't mean, like, moving in, like, physically moving. Oh, you don't? I mean, like, moving mentally. Like, at uh, no point do I reflect. Do I just, I just keep pushing forward. That's, like, wait, our last podcast was about memory and how you're always building uh, ideas of the past. Yeah, but then... Oh, but that was in the past. That was in the past. <laughs> and also, I started doing that Etch-A-Sketch thing. So oh, now yeah. I'm a new man. I'm creating new memories every day. Okay. And yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah, constantly yeah. happy. Oh, really? Oh, so that's... So the key to happiness is just listening to the podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but also the key to happiness has always been to and, live like, in... Why, has, why do no doctors, like, subs, uh, like prescribe this? Yeah, but also the key to happiness has always been to live in the present. Yeah. Right? If yeah. yeah, if nothing's tying you down in the past, then you're free. Yeah, yeah, but I think we can still learn from the past, and the past can inject the present. Like, you can understand it. Like, it forms the soil of the now. Yeah, that's very true. But I, you know but what? Yeah, I, let's not get into memory. No, exactly. <laughs> we just did this. Just... No, but I think, so loneliness is a really fascinating topic. Uh, and actually, so if you're surrounded by... So I'm surrounded by clothing that I love in my bedroom. I'm surrounded by artwork that I love. Uh, can you be lonely if you're surrounded by things that you love? Can you be lonely if you're surrounded by inanimate objects? Can you be lonely if you're surrounded by inanimate objects? Well, we're always surrounded by inanimate objects. Yeah, but in, inanimate and objects that we've actively chosen and actually uh, have cultivated in our rooms. Um, yeah, of course you can be lonely. That. <laughs> but, but again, it depends how connected you are to those things, and it's really yeah, yeah, hard to be saying. in every moment uncon- like connected to everything that's around you, right? Yeah, yeah. Like sure. if you if you if you have inanimate objects around you um, that you're connected to, I mean, this is also based on like a a kind of perspective in which nothing is an anima. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. there's a certain sort of relationship or symbiosis between you. And the things that surround you, whether they're people, plants, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, records, paintings, pictures of yourself. Um, if you're in like kind of, you know, connective symbiotic harmony with these things, then you can't be lonely. That, but to, for, to remain in that state is very difficult. Yeah, that's, and also that's very true. And that's why I think, actually, and that is what but I it, tried to explain to my mother, that, you know, I'm not lonely. And I'm sure there are lonely moments, but I think it's impossible to stay in a state of loneliness, and it's impossible to stay in a state of the opposite of loneliness as well, constantly. Yeah. Like, it must fluctuate. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, the, a lot of these things are based on, like, you know, working on an internal reality, working on the way in which we relate to the world and the yeah. things around us. So regardless can... of, like, how your conditions change, 
if you relate to the world in a certain way, then that will that will sort of be that. I think that's the greatest antidote antidote to loneliness. But then that's the case, right? So if we continue working on ourselves and continue working on how we relate to the world, then do we eradicate loneliness, or will want, we still experience loneliness? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, of course. Well, like ideally, if we connect to these, if we you know, uh, get better the way we relate to the things around us and the way we relate to our own thoughts, then loneliness itself won't leave. It's just that when the loneliness comes, we don't attach it to us. We don't build it into ourselves. We don't, um, we don't really care that we are experiencing loneliness because loneliness is ephemeral. But then I already don't care. It's my mother that cares. Yeah, yeah. She needs to listen to our podcast. <laughs> um, but then, actually, so why is my mother's greatest fear that I'm lonely? Well, does your mother have the same fear as well? I think it's an Asian thing, right? Oh yeah, but God, I don't, I don't think my parents are as like, uh, you know, you know, my parents don't think I'm cursed because I've got because <laughs> uh, I'm not married. They're like, um, I think they worry about these sort of things. But um, I don't know. I don't know if my parents think I'm lonely. And um, but I think you know, like as as parents, you're greatest fear is just your your children's happiness right yeah and but also why do we associate loneliness with unhappiness but i think sometimes it's really hard like especially if we don't see our parents that often yeah but also they don't want to it's hard for them to engage with like like what it means to be us or the internal reality yeah. and it's all a very complex it's very complex yeah. very abstract sort of thing so the way that they Especially try and do is they just yeah. measure it against a series of intangibles, right? Yeah. So, and that's how this is how we measure happiness in society at large. Yeah, with a series it, of intangibles. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like, a job? Do, do they have a job? How much friends? money are they? Yeah, making? yeah, yeah. Exactly. How many friends do they have? Are they married? But that's how we actually sex? do. do have kids? That's how we judge people, though. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think we're trying to move away from that. But I haven't really. Well, we're just trying to be in an area that's free of judgment. But yeah. I think. But I think there's also this idea that, you know, when you're doing something which is counter to the norm of society, then that assumes a sadness. And it assumes a loneliness, right? Yeah. Well, I think there is a certain loneliness that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. In the course. fact that you are... Like what I was saying about how they get ostracized. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, we're quite lucky in our age and in London. There's no... Like, you've got to do something really fucking nuts to be completely... Ostracized, uh, right? Isolated from any community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. You know, there's always, there's always, and I feel like this, like we're single and we don't really care no. about this. That's partly because there's so many people in our situation, and yeah, like it's not. But we don't see it as like you know getting married and having kids as the be all and end all of everything. Yeah, we see the podcast as the be all yeah, and yeah. end all of everything. Right? Yeah, but the the truth is, if we did have kids, we'd have a few more listeners. <laughs> So yeah. maybe we should have kids. Yeah, no, now I'm understanding what you're, where your mum's coming from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, but having right. kids... So it's just... No, she's just saying, like, from uh, business success. Yeah, that's true. We need yeah, to have children. Anyway, you know, have kids to... No, but why don't we that. just... Instead of that, we'll just date more people. Date more people. Yeah, but they might be, like, less dedicated ephemeral listeners. Yeah, that's we need, like, true. We need people who are, like, you know... Yeah. Blood is thicker than water, my friend. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Kids will... And also, I can tell the kids... I can just put it on. They can listen while they're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I can't do you that. know, but also this is this is a great education sort of, because then we don't need to start like teaching them morals and stuff. We just like during night just let them listen to the podcast. Overall. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And they can just inhabit our, you know, you our think... moral system or you... our immoral system. <laughs> I was gonna say it's definitely not a moral, <laughs> definitely not a moral system. But like, imagine how much more time we would have. 
If we had kids, part of the reason if we not, had kids, we'd have more time. No, no. Part of the reason to not have kids is because of all the time it takes up and all that thing. But if we just like subcontract all the sort of moral, spiritual, and intellectual like um, work to our podcast, then we don't really need to pay any attention to our kids. But then that's that's maybe the true reason why we had the podcast. Yeah, yeah. To teach our kids, so we don't have to. And that's interesting because we always say that you know, like that um, maybe like subconsciously, biology is the f- most powerful force that works within us like everything might be driven by sex or something yeah, yeah. And, or like something and everything yeah. yeah and the reason for sex is to procreate so if everything we're doing is actually like subconsciously or kind of like biologically governed towards us having kids kids <laughs> or even like teaching our kids maybe we just did this podcast in order to educate our children we didn't even realize yeah yeah and we're wow. promoting it to all these other idiots that don't, <laughs> that don't need. it's only for our children <laughs> you know what's actually what's what's actually really fascinating in addition to that, is with this lonely question, do you think there are people out there who are listening to the podcast and agreeing with our views, and as a result... Less lonely. Less lonely, yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully, inshallah. Yeah, I think the idea is that Is that we, the point of art, though? To make people feel less lonely? Yeah, so I think that is, that is true, in the sense that people, like, with good art, then people can resonate with it and feel some sort of... Connection to it. Yeah, then. sensory experience and connection with it. And then one on one level, it's just like you're happy to know that other people feel the same. Yeah. Um, and that you're not this weird freak. Yeah, who doesn't like it who or doesn't whatever. Like yeah. Everything. And then the other thing, I think the pod- podcasts as a whole are great because they're like, I don't know, a lot of the time I feel like I... You don't listen to podcasts, but like I, um, I like. I only listen to our own uh, podcast. Right. But I love. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of like being in a conversation that I don't need to participate in. Yeah, but so you just. But it doesn't feel weird that you're just eavesdropping. But I don't know. I kind of like that. Like, but I suppose you're actually. I also don't need to like make eye contact. I don't need to, like, you know. <laughs> takes away all the pressure. Takes all the way, yeah. yeah, all the pressure, and then you can. But you can still be in that conversation. And yeah, um, that's true. I don't know. Some people have told me that they like, you know, they want to talk and they start talking to our podcast. This really? So yeah. maybe we are curing loneliness. Actually, so if you are feeling lonely, just uh, listen to the podcast. <laughs> right? Maybe that's how we should market it. Eh? Yeah. Postmodern cure for loneliness. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I, I don't think our podcast does, uh, does anything other than anybody else's podcast in that realm. Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. I mean, we, um, <laughs> I mean, we probably have less music than other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, we probably just speak over the top of each other a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But if, like, if it's the sort of conversation, you know, if you if you're in a podcast, if there is a podcast that has a similar kind of conversation that you would want to be part of or something, I guess that's like the idea. Right? But you can like go. You can be. You know, some nights you're really tired. I, I don't know. This is why I listen to podcasts. It's like some nights I'm really tired and I want to go home, but I also don't really want to just like. Go home. I want to kind of, you know, maybe go out for a drink, but just not really be there. <laughs> and then this is like the ideal situation. Yeah, yeah. And I, also, I think that's why WhatsApp was invented, right? Or like uh, text messaging. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do find like the that does detract. Also, too many like uh, podcasts and all this sort of stuff does detract you from reality. I feel disconnected if I'm on WhatsApp on my phone too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then, which is weird because actually we're more connected than ever. Yeah, and so, we're uh, connecting to people, but I don't... Yeah, we're connecting to people, right? But we're also, like, connecting to images rather than reality. Yeah, and also, I can't remember anything that I write on WhatsApp or yeah, yeah. text. I can't that's, remember. Because, that's because, like, you've written me 18,000 messages. And it's just, they're normally just asking that. you when, um, when we're podcasting. 
No, or me just saying like, uh, you know, should we go for dinner? Oh yeah, we should podcast about that. Oh yeah, we yeah, should yeah. Go. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> okay, so wait, um, loneliness. Yeah, so actually, what I'll do is I'll just send this podcast to my mother. Yeah, and just be like, uh, I don't know. So I don't think I am lonely. Wait, so what was your response when she said when she said you know? Yeah, that I think you're lonely. lonely. Uh, I know. I just said, why don't you do something about it? And then so she's going to find me a wife actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't tell you you're not you're lonely. No, obviously, no, but I, like, what's the point of telling someone that you're not lonely if they already think that you're lonely? That is a waste of a conversation. If someone already got preconceived conceptions about you, it's a waste of time trying to change those conceptions in speech. Just let them see that you're not lonely, right? Yeah, but how do you do that? Oh, uh, just... You should, what you should say to them is, like, if I was truly lonely, you'd see me more. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's a really beautiful response. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 that's... Uh, I'll go and text her that now. I'll go and ring her quickly. 